Hello and welcome back to another Tempo 10 Questions with. This time, we're talking to Sir Valerian. How are you, Sir? Are you okay? I'm excellent, actually. It's a nice, uh, kind of cold day here in Canada, but... Yeah, so um, for anyone who didn't know, you are from um, the other side of the Atlantic, uh, but up in Canada. How is, uh, how is the FM community up there? Is it much or...? Um, I think it's uh, pretty minimal. I think the only real content creator I see is Quill18. He's not really the most proficient FM player, but I do enjoy his stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's nice to be, I think, the first Canadian on, definitely on the Tempo 10, and potentially even on uh, most FM podcasts. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's um, probably where we should jump off, really. This is not kind of like a question I plan to go down. But, you know, how is how is Canada for, like, for first of all, you know, football and soccer? And then how is it for football manager? It doesn't seem like a place that maybe should be playing the game as widely as, as it maybe does. Yeah, so um, football or soccer, as it's called here, um, I think it's pretty big. I mean, compared to some sports like hockey or uh, football, specifically Canadian football and other stuff, um, not uh, soccer or football, as I just mentioned. Um, it's definitely big, and I think a lot of people play it um, purely because it's maybe more of an anglicized sport, considering Canada has the English roots. But again, Canada is not exactly a world powerhouse, but I think it's definitely moving up. And I think having the um, 2026 World Cup in Canada will definitely boost the whole Canadian identity if it definitely for soccer if, or football if it actually happens here um, and in terms of FM I don't actually know uh, personally know anyone who's uh, like a hard FM player like personally I know Quill18 who's a YouTuber who plays mainly strategy games 4x games he's dabbled in football manager and he has a Portsmouth save uh, going on right now which is uh, pretty good he's not the most knowledgeable but it's really interesting and I think he's bringing good publicity to FM, which is always what you want. I've managed to get a few of my uh, football-loving friends to at least dabble in FM, but no one's really, uh, I think, as hard into FM. And I think that might be because I'm partly English, born in uh, London, so um, not London, Ontario. So I think that might um, help me considering I have such a strong background because everyone in my family loves the sport. So I think that's definitely helped me get into um, football manager itself. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's quite interesting that um, it kind of stemmed from that. But um, a lot of people's kind of path, you know, people of my age and, and a lot of the other, you know, creators that we speak to, their path into football manager was kind of through the old championship manager games and then built up from there. They've got a, a large history behind it. So not only are you Canadian, you're also, you know, quite a young, a younger gentleman, <laughs> if I don't put it so weird. Um, so how did you get into it? How, how did what does it start? What is your history? Um, actually, okay. So I think this is about um, maybe five or four or five years ago. I had a friend, um, and he was English, and he told me um, that he was playing FM, and I um, had dabbled a little bit in uh, management games, specifically Forex games like E4, Victoria Two, games I still really like today. And he told me that he was playing this game called uh, Football Manager. So I looked into it, looked at a bunch of um, videos and blogs, and I was immediately hooked. So I immediately went and started playing, got the game, um, and I guess I've just kind of been hooked ever since, and I've started writing this season, or this year, this edition of FM, and I really enjoyed it, considering I personally think writing's a really good way to be able to get across your content, and instead of simply just talking, I guess, to your friends and talking to people you know uh, by typing in group chats and stuff like the FM Slack, you're actually able to write down information that you're, 
about your save and tell a story, which I think is the main reason why I think a lot of people blog. And that's one of the main reasons that I blog is to be able to tell a story and share my save with other people. Yeah, I mean, that's um, that's the beauty of it. And obviously, you've you've kind of dabbled with a bit of streaming and a bit of um, your latest blog had a, an audio log as you've uh, dubbed it an A-log. Um, so how what do you prefer and what how, you know, how, how did you come to start streaming and things? Well, I think a lot of them, they all have their own benefits. I think a really good way to get your content across is streaming. And it's something that if I had more time, uh, I would love to become a streamer. Purely because it's a really good way to get your content across. It's right there. People can come in, tune in and watch. It's very spontaneous. So it's not like YouTube where you edit and you show people the specific version that you want. Um, but instead, streaming is very spontaneous. It happens. People can interact in the chat and ask and see specific stuff in your save. Uh, it's also very relaxed, I feel. Whenever I stream, I don't try to do it in a way that's incredibly up upfront, engaging. Well, I try to be engaging, but I don't try to be uh, all up in your face. I try to just be laid back, listen to some chill music, and play my save kind of how I normally would. Um, and I think the real good part about streaming, which is why I've been doing it, it's a really good way to share your save live as it's happening during big crucial moments of your save that you don't really get during a blog. It's hard to convey the emotion that you have when your star new gen striker is assisted by your star new gen midfielder to score in the final of the uh, apertura. It's just like such a great feeling when you have other people there to see it. Um, but I actually, I don't know if I prefer blogging, but I think blogging is much more um, refined, kind of like the whole YouTube side of it it's very you can format it you can edit it the way that you personally want it to be you have the choice to share your save in your own medium you could tell it as a story you can write a more critical view of the save you can describe tactics describe your player recruitment describe a new gen etc etc and it's much more uh spaced out i think a big thing about blogging is that you space your save out i think if you're streaming you definitely get through a save faster uh, if you're streaming every day or every other day doing a three, four hour stream, you definitely get the save much quicker. And I think blogging has allowed me to take a step back and go through my save a lot slower and be more analytical and see the, a whole new side of FM. Like last year I played a lot faster and didn't really look at results, didn't look at whole player recruitment aside from a very um, broad overview of it. And I think blogging is a very good way to um, space your save out, slow it down, and allow for it to be very different and unique. But again, that also offers a negative because I think uh, blogging, it's less accessible in terms of it's very spaced out and you don't post every day. You don't post every week unless you have a solid rigid schedule because it's dependent on when you play your save, when you write, when you get time to write. And unless you've posted a bunch and you allow new readers to read through all your save, it's, I think, less accessible compared to streaming, but it definitely has its benefits. I agree, that, that chance to reflect and think about what you're gonna write about um, often makes this sort of the save stick a bit more in your mind and, and you think about a different way to present it. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying there. And like finally, in terms of the audio blog, I guess it was kind of, um, with the audio blog, it was kind of a random, like, spontaneous thing I did. I think people in my FM Slack channel um, joined hashtag SurveillanceFM, uh, quick plug there, uh, people should, um, I think someone, I think FM Sam was the one who asked, oh, are you going to do an audio reading of your blog with your uh, Canadian voice? So I kind of thought, why not? It's a really unique way to get across your blog since, well, yes, you can't see images. It's essentially it's supplementary. You can 
it's like having an audiobook that you listen to, but I think you should be definitely looking at the blog or at least looking at the po- the pictures that are in the blog. And I think it's really unique. Uh, I've never really seen anybody do an audio blog, but I'm kind of placing it more akin to an audiobook because you're it's essentially very similar to an audiobook and the fact that you're reading out something that's already been written that you can go out and read yourself, but you're choosing to listen to it because I guess you find it more accessible. I don't know. But I think it's definitely a complimentary thing, and I'm going to look to do it in the future when I finish writing Parte Diez for the blog, which I should start doing considering I've played through the save enough to do it, but I haven't actually started that. Mm. Now, you're quite, obviously you said you started off writing and creating content this year, and um, a few of the people we've already spoke to in this series, we, we kind of, they're already established. So how have you found it being a new creator? How have you found, you know, sort of building your fan base or just, you know, is that important to you or, you know, how, how do you find your place in the market? Well, I don't really know if I have a specific fan base, but I think a major thing, especially for new creators and something that I found is just write. Um, Cause you're not going to improve. You're not going to be able to grow as a blog if you're not writing consistently and writing and looking to take feedback from other people. I think a major thing that I try to do is get feedback from other people on the blog and get people to edit it, see if I have any mistakes, see if there's anything they'd like to improve. Because that's one thing that uh, I think you need to do as a new creator, show that you are unique um, and do it in a specific way. I don't know if my writing style is all too unique, but I think a major thing that I think that's helped me is the fact that I've done a save that's kind of out there. I don't know if very many people, especially bloggers, are doing saves in Mexico. I can't remember off the top of my head if there's any uh, one of more of a major FM blog or YouTuber doing a save in Mexico. So I think that's certainly helped. But I think a main thing that's allowed me to be at least successful, I say that in air quotes or inverted commas, as you Brits like to say, um, is just, I think, being able to write and express myself. And I think it's really uh, a big thing is looking to share your content and just tell people what you think about their content and try to get them to read your content. I know it kind of sounds bad, but it's really good to, I guess, look and read other people's content and say that you think it's really good and give them feedback. And I think it allows, it definitely brings up an air of reciprocation because you'll get people to read your content if you come across nicely and consistently uh, post something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, there's there's a lot out there for people to, to do, to read, to watch. And obviously there's only so much time in the day. Um, so I think it's much easier to get someone to look at your your things and your, your work if you are there talking about their work or looking at theirs and say, oh, I enjoyed that. Then you kind of stick in their mind, and and that's how I started to read about yours because you're always on Slack and things. So, so I think when you've got that dialogue with someone, then you're more likely to maybe read their work. So I think you're right there. Yeah. Mm. I think it's like I guess just being a nice person in general, especially in a community so small as the FM one, and it's definitely smaller than a lot of uh, online communities. So I guess being a dick, people remember you for being a dick. So coming across in a good first impression and giving people a good good feedback about their stuff and just being a positive influence in the community definitely goes a long way. And I think that's a really good part about the FM community is there's a lot, a lot of positivity, a lot of reciprocation. People will help other people if they have questions, tactical help, which I think a really great part. And I think especially as the community grows, it's going to need to continue that whole idea of positivity and good attitudes towards everyone or else it's definitely not going to succeed. So I'm personally trying to just be nice, give people feedback and reciprocate because that's a major way to 
give the uh, give back to the community, I guess, to what they've given me, which isn't that much, but definitely giving back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right there. I mean, one one thing that we kind of missed, we went straight into the um, into the question, really. Um, so we, you know, you've already mentioned that you're in uh, Mexico. So why don't you just give us like a quick summarizer, a synopsis of, uh, of your save, what you're doing, and where you're up to at the moment. All right, so yeah, I guess we kind of uh, didn't talk about me. So yeah, hi, I'm uh, Servalarian uh, FM, or Servalarian doesn't really matter. I'm currently playing as Club America in Mexico, based in Mexico City in the wonderful Estadio Azteca. So essentially, I've uh, had kind of a mixed bag. And, um, despite having a bunch of really amazing new gens, namely uh, my essentially favorite new gen, I think that I've had a, as a homegrown player, Diego Trevino, as well as... Um, my star American striker, Chris Johnson. We've been pretty successful the first season. Or the first season, we only won the cup. Um, and the second season, we won the opening stage. So Mexico is a little different to other leagues in the fact that it has an opening and a closing stage, or an apertura and clausura, which means opening and closing. So the apertura we won in our second season, but we failed to win the clausura, but we did win the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, and we repeated that in season three. And currently in season four, we've uh, once again won the Apertura. And I haven't played into the Clausura yet. Um, and we're also going to be playing into the CONCACAF Champions League and looking to get our third consecutive title. And a major thing that I've done in my save, as I detailed in my latest post, was the whole idea that we're spreading our wings um, to South America and bringing in lots of young players to develop and make ourselves, uh, I guess, one of the best teams that develops talent in the Americas and bringing players out of South America and North America that I normally wouldn't be developed and allowing them to play for us and bringing them into Europe and letting them be global superstars. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, you've, you've obviously had some success there, but then um, you've also, you know, with it, you know, similar to Colombia, you've got the, um, the kind of the final of the league. Um, so there's always opportunities to lose it at the last minute, which um, keeps things interesting. Uh, yeah, that definitely happened multiple times. Uh, bottled a few finals in my time. Lovely feeling. Um, so yeah, uh, it's definitely been really fun. I've been enjoying Mexico, even though there are some confusing league structure rules and player rules, namely requiring you to have a certain amount of Mexicans in your squad. But I'm really enjoying it. I think it's really different, which is why I'm loving North America and Mexico specifically. The only thing I'm complaining about is the lack of of competition in terms of continental competition because we're not in the Copa Libertadores but we're simply in the CONCACAF Champions League which is only North American teams and it's really just a cakewalk. So is it East kind of you and the other Mexican teams that are challenging really? Uh, yeah and maybe a few MLS teams but it's really just us and Mexican teams mm. that make it to the final and semifinals. Oh, I see. Similarly to this year where uh, home team TFC are in the final hoping they win might be going to the home leg on the 17th which should be lovely. Oh, excellent. That'd be nice. Okay, so um, again, another thing we missed right at the start was um, kind of the introduction to you. And uh, so we'll uh, we'll just play that now. Um, I'm 2-0 I'm up, I think. Myself and Sam are great right last week. So um, can you just can you say three things about you and FM? One of them is false, and we'll try and guess which one it is. All right, so um, I've won a septuple in Football Manager. Uh, and in that season where I won the septuple, I lost only two games. My favorite formation is the 4-3-1-2. My first ever FM save was with Sparta Prague. And my least favorite role in FM is the defensive fullback. 
Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, two two true and one false. So, <laughs> but, oh, okay. Uh, you said, it, you said three things. Know, a, and, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. No, it's okay. okay. So, so you've got three. Right. It's still the same same game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, which one of those is false? I'm going to uh, eliminate them. It rings a bell, the, the four, three, one, two. So I'll, I'll say that that's your favorite. Um, septuple, mm, difficult. But could be done. I don't know why you'd lie about your first team and then defensive fallback. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, mm, tough one, this one. Yeah, it's tough. Most people are uh, <laughs> quite obvious. Um, I'll go with you didn't win the septuple and you didn't lose in two games. Well, I did win the septuple, but I only lost one game in that entire season, and that was the second leg of the Champions League semifinal to Bayern Munich, which I believe I lost 3-2. But we won uh, on aggregate, and we won the final. So, yeah, that was last year with uh, Sporting Lisbon, or Sporting Club de Portugal, which was a really fun save. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, nice one. Um, yeah, I mean, with that save, I actually went back this year and finished it off because... I think two seasons before I won that septuple, I was one final away, the Champions League final where we lost to Atletico Madrid. So then I had to play two seasons because you have to win the Champions League, therefore to progress into the um, Club World Cup. So I had to go two more seasons where I finally finished off this year and finally won the septuple, which I think is definitely my biggest achievement I have in FM just because it's so hard to do. Yeah, I can't imagine there's any many more... Um more trophies you can win anywhere really so, mm. excellent yeah um, right so what's the kind of one one tip would you give um to anyone who's looking to, to make content you know what would you kind of pass on your wisdom um i think um i guess it's kind of a two-part thing is just write and write consistently the one thing that i think people do who are new they write um they write a few blog posts but then they get afraid or they see that people aren't viewing the content as much as they did their first or second or third post, which is kind of what happened to me. It kind of went, it started pretty well and then it went, it went down, but I think I've consistently kept writing and I think that's allowed me to at least be somewhat relevant. So I think a main thing is just write a lot and write consistently. So maybe one aim for one post a week or one post every two weeks. That's pretty solid in length, gives a good update about your save. Cause if you do that, people will notice that you have a blog that you're constantly writing something about you're constantly writing about your save and they'll notice that consistency and they'll be able to connect more with your save because they know that your save's coming out at a consistent rate so i think that's a major part that i think people like about saves is the fact that there are consistent updates and i've seen that with a lot of people in the fm community or a few especially with youtubers is they have a consistent posting schedule which is why they're successful and i think if you translate that over to blog posts um, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's good advice. I think um, my record number of views on my blog is still the first day I ever opened it and uh, <laughs> tweeted out. So I think people are interested in new things to start with. And then, yeah, kind of um, the, the, the people who stick around are the good ones who stay, but it, it drops off, like you say. Um, yeah, for sure. So what would you improve about your content? What, you know, what would you make better? Well, the one thing I actually just said, that everyone should do is consistency because I don't have a schedule and I should have a schedule, but I don't have a schedule and my posts are kind of just randomly spaced out and come around whenever I actually feel as though I should write and make an update. But I think I'm definitely going to try to improve that in the coming weeks. It's just a question of 
me playing FM, writing about FM. And if I can make my content more consistent and make it more with more quality, because I think it's better, especially to post every two weeks, but have a nice long halfway season update post where you actually give a bunch of quality analysis, especially about the players you've signed and how you've been doing well and why you've been losing certain games. I think it's much better. So I think I definitely should improve on consistency, but and maybe improve a little bit on quality as well. Yeah, that's one thing Samo always says. He says, um, <clears throat> it's, yeah, what is it? Quality, not quantity. And you know, I, I can only uh, agree with him on that one, really. Um, what are your favorite kind of things and uh, favorite kind of saves to follow? What do you like to look at? I really like to look at uh, stories and the way that people go about their save and trying to accomplish something that's unique. I like unique saves rather than everyone just trying to say, do a youth only challenge in Britain, which is I think one of the most common saves you see. And I really dislike it. This is why I like journeyman kind of saves or I like saves, for example, like uh, FM Ponzi, who's trying to equalize the women's team or the men's team of ASD Torres with that of the women's team, which is one of the most successful in Italian women's football. And the men's team starts out in the fifth tier. That's a really unique story, which I really like. Um, so I guess I really like saves that are unique and either are set in a unique way, maybe a unique database like Samo. Um, but I think a main thing is just people who do a save that catches your eye because it's unique. Yeah, no, that's fine. What's your favorite part of FM? Ooh, this is a good question because um, I think the main thing is creating a team, which is, I guess, a major part of the game, but creating a team uh, around a tactic via signing players and using the players you currently have and creating a transfer philosophy, signing players, doing good management, developing youth, scouring small teams and developing and selling on youth. I think that's a major part that I love about FM is creating a team that you know you've built either via youth players or young players that you've signed and one that you know that you uh, personally spent multiple hours in the game developing, which is something that I find is really hard to do in FM because it takes a lot of time. And when you get that finished product and you win a lot of games and dominate internationally and domestically, I think it's a really fun way to play FM is to focus on building that team via um, specific methods that you develop for yourself. Okay, so that's your favorite part, but what would you remove from the game if you could? Um, ideally, uh, Chivas, the rival of America, <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, uh, I think, um, maybe not removing, but I think changing the entirety of the press conference and the social media side of the game and doing something, um, I guess that's kind of adding, but removing, um, the kind of mundane aspect of press conferences, making them more vibrant and making them more unique and being able to have an impact and be able to do stuff on a global level, kind of like, you know, what Red Bull does. Maybe not something to that scale, but being able to do more internationally via corporate media deals, uh, social media deals, uh, different branding, becoming an international club. Once you get to that five-star reputation worldwide and being able to do a bunch of cool stuff financially that you're not normally able to do as a smaller club, which gives you more incentive to build up and get the finances and become a global, globally recognized team. Uh, what was the last thing you learned about the game? Mm, well, um, of course, from the uh, wonderfully aforementioned Tempo 10 podcast. Um, but I think this was from FM Grasshopper, which was the whole um, thing. I think he learned it from Cleon, which is that players don't develop until they turn 18, which I think is really interesting because it's something 
it makes sense, but it's something I never knew was actually true until I guess someone like Cleon told uh, Tony, who told everyone uh, on the podcast, at least. I think it's really interesting to learn because it changes the whole way you want to build a youth save because I've been playing um, uh, this new gen, Diego Trevino, uh, who I think I mentioned in my save update. He's He was in, been playing in the team since he's 17. And I thought previously that he's good enough to fit in the team and I've been rotating him around, but it actually hasn't been impacting his development as much as the whole first team training that it has been. So now that he's 18, I think he's 19 now in my save. He's been getting loads of development, loads of game time, and he's developing a lot. But I think that's a really interesting tip that I think a lot of play, a lot of people should learn more about in terms of developing youth. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I think they do develop uh, with game time, but it's just not the biggest uh, driving factor. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely an interesting tip for anyone who's who's looking to do that. Um, so sticking on new gens, then you've got you know about a minute if it takes that long. Um, maybe I know who you're going to talk about, um, but do you want to tell us about your favorite new gen? Yeah, so my favorite new gen, as aforementioned, is Dio Trevino, and I actually do have the whole story, which uh, I believe I detailed in my last post. Again, more plug. Um, so the mayor uh, or the manager I'm playing as is Cote McBlanco, who is a Club America legend striker who played in the late 90s and early 2000s. And he uh, won, so he won a bunch of stuff with them and then came back during their 100th anniversary and played as a really old player. So he right now, um, in real life, is the mayor of Morelos State in Mexico, which is a really troubled state in terms of violence. And the new gen Diego Trevino is from uh, Xochitepec, which is a um, region of Morelos. So the whole story I have is manager Cuauhtémoc Blanco noticed Diego Trevino playing as a youth player, maybe he was 11, 12, playing with kids who were 17, 18. So he was the reason why he was brought into my club in the first first youth intake because Kuatimok asked the president of America to bring this young kid in in the first youth intake that the club has and allow for this player to develop and become a legend with the club. I guess that's the whole story. And Trevino is a center midfielder. He's very, very, very strong mentally, very good passing, very good technical ability and he's very quick he's tall he can run he can head the ball he's really a dynamic all-around midfielder and he bosses my midfield from the center midfielder support position perfect probably just over a minute (laughs) uh right before we kind of get towards the end um can you just uh just for samo really and uh maybe anyone else can you just uh celebrate a goal <laughs> so well i have audio and i've recorded this before but uh, i think a thing that i have about my save is i like to say golazo which is what mexican commentators do uh or i think spanish commentators do so that's something that i like to do whenever i score a goal especially when i'm uh streaming so uh i guess i can uh imitate one so um so here's uh, Diego Trevino. Diego Trevino passing down the wing. He passes into Raul Lopez. Raul Lopez crosses into Chris Johnson. Golazo de Chris Johnson. Que golazo de Chris Johnson para Club América. There we go. Now go for a little bit of commentary. Goal celebration. A little bit of a fist pump, even though you guys can't see it. Um, something I always do when I score uh, by myself when I play a film. I, I'm sure you're not the only one who does uh, does something. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll definitely clip that out, and Samo can have it as his uh, ringtone or something. If it yeah. Okay. Yep, I need to do. I think I made him one for his striker. All right. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so, um, question eleven then. Um, what's the first thing you're going to do next time you boot up FM? 
So I believe, if I remember correctly from the youth intake dates, which I did look up, um, I think I just closed the game after I told Diego Trevino that he couldn't have a new contract because the deal lasted um, long enough. I think he's on about five grand a week. My top paid player is about 40. Um, so my next thing I think is going to have a youth intake, um, which happens in one or two days of my save. And then I have a big derby game against uh, Cruz Azul, who are the, uh, and this is the um, cl- uh, Clásico Nuevo, I believe. Um, I will look this up, but I think it's the, um, essentially considered the new derby of Club America because unlike their other rivalries against teams such as um, Chivas, or uh, which is known as the Clásico de Clásicos, or the Classic of Classics, and the team Pumas de la um, UNAM, it's which is known as the Clásico Capitalino, I think. Don't quote my Spanish on that, but this uh, that's considered like the capital derby because they both are from Mexico City. The Cruz Azul one is considered the new derby because the club's rivalry really only developed in the 1970s when Cruz Azul were a major force. So we're going to go play that game, hopefully thrash them, um, despite not having a right back whatsoever. So I think I'm going to have to play a center back there, but hopefully we should be able to dominate and win that game. Perfect. So if uh, if people want to catch up with you and uh, learn more about that and your save, where can we all find you? All right, so do follow me on Twitter at FM, S-E-R-V-A-L-A-R-I-A-N-F-M, all one word. Or um, follow me on uh, my blog post. My blog is servalarianfm.wordpress.com. And uh, whenever I do stream, that is on twitch.tv slash servalarian. So if you guys do want to watch me stream whenever I post that on Twitter, which is another good reason to follow me, um, do come join, check out the chat, and enjoy my save. Uh, and if you are in the FM Slack, my my channel is hashtag FM. So do come in and talk about my save where I do post some fairly frequent updates. Perfect. Right. Well, uh, we'll get out of here. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you don't already follow us, follow us on at Tempo 10 Podcast. Uh, I'm at According to FM. Um, I hope you, enjoy, you are enjoying these questions that we do to everyone. Um, if you're out there and you want to, come on and, and speak about yourself and your save and your content then uh, do drop us a dm or something and uh, we'll get in touch with myself or Samo, and we'll try and uh, we'll try and get around to everyone um so thank you and we'll see you again soon bye